thank the Lord for another day's journey. Thank the Lord for lying down and not rising up. Thank the Lord for He's been so good to us. He looked beyond our faults and He saw our needs. Amen. I'd like to invite your attention tonight to Romans, the 8th chapter, and the 14th verse. Amen. Romans. 8 and 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the Son of God. And my thought God's original plan for man. God has original plan for man. This is part one tonight. Amen. Amen. So we want to give it to you. Receive it and be blessed. Father, we thank you for this time. Speak to our hearts and our minds as we go into your word. Give us ears to hear what the Spirit says in the church. And we'll be so ever to give you a name to praise. And the people of God said, Amen. 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 You may be seated in the presence of the Lord's God's original plan for man. To understand the past and future of man and to appreciate the present state of man's journey through time. It is critical to consider God's original purpose and plan for his creation. God's purpose in the beginning was one Establish a family of spirit sons, not servants. Two, establish a kingdom, not a religion or organization. Three, establish a common wealth of citizens, not religious members for establish relationship with man and not a religion five extend his heavenly government to the earth and six influence earth from heaven through mankind. So, a closer look at God's original plan will reveal how great a divided divide exists between religion and relationship. God's originally intended to extend his heavenly kingdom on earth through mankind. 
in this plan, God's purpose was to establish a family of sons, not a household of servants. Just as scripture shows us that men are Christ's bride, so too women are God's sons. In Christ, we are all heirs of Christ. Amen. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And God have men and women today that are led by his spirit. They only operate under the influence of the spirit. In the eighth chapter of John, Jesus make a clear distinction between servants and sons. So let's go there. John 8, verse 31 36. Yes, sir. All right, talk to me. King James Version. Uh-huh. Then said Jesus to those Jews mm -hmm. which believed on him. That believed on him. Uh-huh. If ye continue in my word, what? then are ye my disciples. So he was saying, listen, as being my disciples, he said, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. He said, my word is not going to put you astray, but it's going to keep you focused. And you'll find yourself studying to show yourself approved unto God. Uh-huh. And ye shall know the truth. And ye shall know the truth. Uh-huh. And the truth shall make you free. It shall make you you free. So in other words, God is making truth out of you. Amen. Hello, somebody. Amen. If ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free, they answered him, We be Abraham's seed. We be Abraham's seed. And and we're never in bondage to any man. We were never in bondage to any man. Mm -hmm. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? They didn't understand what Jesus was saying. He said, we be Abraham's seed. We cool. Right. I don't know what you're talking about, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus answered them in 34 verse and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, mm -hmm. Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. So when you sin, you become a servant of sin. We say, well, just a little teeny, 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 beeny sin. Ain't no little teeny, beeny sin. You become a, a slave to it. It becomes your master. I don't care how you look at it. You can think wrong and backslide. Oh, yeah. And then you just watch the pattern. And folk believe in God like they're giving out free cheese. Uh-huh. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, mm -hmm. but the son abideth ever. In other words, he said the servant is not going to buy. Now, when you open your business up, you're not going to put service in front of and, and charge your business. You're going to use a family member so they can inherit it because it becomes a family business. Right. Yeah. 
you ain't gonna put a servant because they're gonna rob you and everything else and keep on moving. And the servant abideth not in the house, what? Forever. Another way he's gonna leave. But the son abideth forever. And if the son therefore shall make you free, mm -hmm. you shall be free indeed. You're free. Free. Ain't no free slave. You free. You good. You 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 good enough to go. Jesus said that sons are members of the family, but servants are not members of the family. From the beginning, God wanted offsprings who would relate to Him in love, not slaves or hired hands who would obey him out of obligation. Servants may relate to their master on a superficial level, but no, no empathy or sense of family exists. In other words, they don't really have nothing in common. Right. They're just a servant. Sons, of the other hand, are part of the family. They are heirs who will inherit everything that belongs to their father. God blesses us so we can stay close to his fa to our families as well as our father, which is God. Amen. He has an inheritance for us. So he wants sons, not subjects. God's purpose was to establish a kingdom of sons. God's purpose was to establish a kingdom of sons, not subjects. Right. This is a difficult concept for us to understand at first. Because from the human perspective, the existence of a king automatically implies the existence of subjects. Subjects are people who are subject to the king's rule and are never considered in the same class or status as royalty. However, that is not God's plan for us. God is in, in, indeed a king. But he does not want subjects. He wants sons. He wants sons. He does not want to rule. He does not want to rule us, but to have a family of shares his ruleship. He wants us to be a part of his ruleship and his authority. That's why the first thing he gave, man, was work. Right. He gave him and dominion. And a lot of times people get this thing wrong. He didn't give him a woman first. He gave him work. So that way he'd be prepared for the woman when she do come. Because a man don't work. Oh, y'all ain't going to talk to him. He don't eat. God's kingdom is different from earthly kingdoms. In that it has no subjects. 
There are no peasants in the kingdom of God, only sons. In the kingdom of God, we are subjects but members of the royal family. You're royal. That's why you got to be loyal. Stay loyal so you can be royal Amen. in God's family. Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, whom in Revelation 9 and 16 refers to as King of kings and Lord of lords, is our elder brother. That's who Jesus is. He's our elder brother. Everyone in God's kingdom is a prince or princess. There are no peasants or middle class and no order of servants. In God's kingdom, everyone is related to the king. Amen. Everyone is related to the king. So, citizens is what God wants, not religious members. In addition, God's purpose was to establish a commonwealth of citizens, not members of a religious group. And you see the religious group, they, the religion is going, and that's what these wars about religion. All about religion. They're killing one another, destroying, assassinating, all about religion. So, this understanding is essential to grasping the concepts of the message of Jesus. Christ concerning the kingdom of heaven. As a kingdom is a government, is a government and nation. It would not have members as would a religious organization. No, it wouldn't. As a member of fact, the Lord never intended that those who believe in Jesus as Messiah and King be referred to as Christians. Now, you are probably wondering how I could make such a statement. Here's the problem. The word Christian has too much baggage attached to it. It refers to a whole host of people and some of them have no connection to God's kingdom at all. Mm. The word has become a religious term devoted of any significant meaning as it relates to the kingdom of God. Kingdoms are built upon the concept of legal, legalness, which extends to its citizens' offerings and offering them the rights and the privileges that are guaranteed by the king. There is a guarantee when you have the king in your life. People who adhere to some religious group, including Christians, consider themselves members of the group which they perceive as a religious, 
and spiritual relationship with the organization of eternity. For instance, the term Christian refers to an individual who adheres to or sympathize with the Christian faith and is identified both inside and outside that faith as a re religious entity. However, the concept of kingdom is completely opposite to the concept of religion. A kingdom consists of a king with citizens. Citizenship is essentially a legal entity with rights and privileges protected by a constitutional commitment of the king and his government. Too many Christians are simply religious people. Just, just plain religious people. But citizens of the kingdom are legal people. You're legal. And legal in the sense that by virtue of a spiritual birth, each individual in the kingdom has the rights and blessings of citizens of this heavenly kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We must be delivered from our religious mindsets. Mm -hmm. We have to be delivered from it and have our thinking readjusted so that we can take on a regal mindset. Religious people have no rights, but legal people do. God has always desired sons who are citizens of his kingdom, possessing the legal right to be part of his family. Citizenship is always considered a privilege. Right. Just like driver's license, it's a privilege. Mm -hmm. In all kingdoms and nations, and is usually reserved for those born into the nation or kingdoms. That's why you had to be born again. Right. When you're born again, you enter into the kingdom of God. There are special situations where one can become a citizen through privilege, extended by the governing authority. But birthright is the guaranteed form of sonship and the resulting rights of citizenship. In Jesus, their precious rights are confirmed to everyone who trust in him. Let's look at John 1, verse 12 and 13, real quick. John 1, St. John 1, verse 12 and 13. Mm-hmm. But as, but as many as received him, mm -hmm. to them gave he power to become the sons of God. So when we received him, he gave us power to live right, to do what's right, 
and to become sons and daughters of God. Even to them that what? Even to them that believe on his name. Just believing on his name. The power that's in his name. Which was what? Which were born, not of blood, uh -huh. nor of the will of the flesh, mm -hmm. nor of the will of man, but, what? but of God. But of God. Then it had nothing to do with that when Jesus came. He chose Mary because he used as the flesh. Mm -hmm. so, she can, he, so he can come forth to deliver us from our sins. Philippians 3, verse 20 and 21. Philippians. For our conversation, uh -huh. for our conversation is in heaven. Is in heaven. From whence also mm -hmm. we look for our, for the Savior, mm -hmm. the Lord Jesus Christ. So, in other words, if our conversation is in heaven, and we are in heavenly places. What else is we talking about? What else are we talking about? Everybody want to rap. All this rapping. Let me tell you about Let me tell you about Jesus. I said, look, 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 stop right there. I'm hearing about Jesus across all this. Not like that. No, no, no. You rap. No, it don't work like that, my brother. He went through pain and suffering for us. And then, well, you don't believe in Christian rap? I said, no, I don't believe in it. Well, what kind of Christian are you? I said, I ain't. He said, you ain't the what? I said, I'm a believer. I'm a follower. You follow who? I said, Jesus Christ. Well, he called them Christians. No, he didn't either. He didn't call them believers and followers. So, who shall? Who shall change our vile body mm -hmm. that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body? Mm -hmm. According to the working whereby he is able to what? even to subdue all things unto all himself. Things, remember, the king is always in charge. Mm -hmm. Jesus is always in charge. Remember when he rose from the dead, the father said, all this power that I'm giving to you. And the dove came and says, given unto him. Don't follow nobody else now but my son Jesus. Everybody following everybody, what you call them, man? You know, bug and all them people, which, you know, I don't know, but they know. And, and they following them, you know, and, uh, toe foot and toe jam and, you know, uh, uh, mother instigator and, you know, father father prophecy CCs. You know, all, all, all that. But no, 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 no. Study your Bible. You already know what you're talking about. But once you get to understand who Jesus is, there's going to be a difference in your life. Your thinking is going to change. Your mindset is going to change. It's not going to be like it used to be. Carnal things, you see them, but they have no effect on you as they used to have because of the simple fact you in spirit. For as many that live by the spirit of God are the sons and daughters of God. So, the name Christian was originally a derogatory label given by pagans to followers of Christ. Even though believers through the centuries have generally accepted the term, mm -hmm. which literally means little Christ, and bore it with honor. They bore it with honor. Yet, the term Christian occurs only twice 
in the scriptures. See, what are you talking? Let's go to Acts 26, verse 28 and 29. Mm -hmm. Yeah. King Agrippa, mm -hmm. believest thou the prophets? I know that thou believest. Yes, 28. I'm sorry. Then King Agrippa said unto Paul, mm -hmm. Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. So now he, he was testifying how the Lord saved him and delivered him. Paul's testimony was so heavy to the king. said, your, your, your persuasion is so heavy, I, I want to be a Christian. Because he was Christ-like. He was a follower of Christ. In other words, he was so powerful under the power of God as he spoke through his testimony. And Paul said to him, but... I would to God mm -hmm. that not only thou, but also all that hear me this day mm -hmm. were both almost and altogether such as I am, except these bonds. These bonds. He said, yeah, I, you got me in bonds, but except Christ. That's what he's saying. It's all about Christ. He demoted himself, and he continued to lift up Christ. When you read his writings, he was Saul. Yes, he was a murderer. But then when he becomes saved, and when his name is Paul, he becomes really a resurrector. But he does. He started going around getting people, getting them saved. Before he was locking them up, having them killed, he was doing all that because he had the devil mind. But his mindset changed when he met Jesus. First Peter 4. 16 and 17, 1 Peter. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, mm -hmm. let him not be ashamed. So he said, listen, if they call you a Christian, if you suffer as a Christian, don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Because you really follow him. Let him not be ashamed, but what? But let him glorify God on this behalf. Glorify God. Although you're going through what they're saying, he said you glorify God. For the time. For the time has come mm -hmm. that judgment must begin at the house of God. He gonna judge the church first. I don't know why folks don't feel like they're not gonna be done. He gonna judge the church first. There's so much stuff happening in the church to us pathetic. They play with God. Some of them kick the Holy Ghost out. They kick Jesus out. They doing their own thing. Everybody got a date with Jesus. And it's a shame. And what they're promoting is worldliness and carnality. Yeah. It becomes a fashion show. Mm. You don't have this, you just oppose so-and-so you. And that's a lie. Because really, when you're going through, the enemy attacks everything you have. And God looks at the, your trust that you have in him. It's your trust that takes you and extends you from what you're going through. For the time has come that the judgment must begin at the house of God. And? And if it first begin at us, uh -huh. what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? That sounds like them tribulation folk over there. That's what it sounds like over there. They're going to be left. And I don't know why. For, and, I, and, I, and the more I look at this, I say, folk then going crazy. In the church, out of the church, the spirit of error and the spirit of rebellion. 
It is doing a job to people's minds and their spirit because Satan, because he's the God of this world, don't mean he have dominion over the believers. We have the power. We have the word. That's why he says, strap up, put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against what? Flesh and blood. You're dealing with spirits. You're dealing with the devil, demons. Their whole job is to assassinate your character, your mind, your spirit, to make you think less of yourself. That's how he operates. Please let me stress that I'm not denying the value or the role of this identification has played in the life or the history of the Christian religion over the past 2,000 years. But my concern is the restrictive religious connections that have detracted many people from the original purpose, message, and mission of the kingdom of God. People have gone crazy with the religion in the church. I know it's coming, they say, well, if you don't have white, you can't take communion. If you don't have black on, you can't take communion. Well, they ain't about no clothes. The Bible says often you take up this, you, you show for my different self until I come again. People make their own rules up. I tell you, they won't let God be in charge. You got to deny yourself. An humble man or humble woman is quiet. They don't say much, but they see and they know. Why? Because the Spirit of God lives in them. And when you have the Spirit of God living in you, you're going to wind up, look, fighting all kind of unclean spirits because they don't like it and they want you back. But you got to remember when God delivered you, stay delivered. So the term Christian tends to mentally, mentally lock a person into a religious mold and limits the reality of the truth about the kingdom. A lot of folks never heard about no kingdom until they came here. That's true. They, they, they don't know what kingdom what kingdom. That's so true. You know? They, they didn't understand it. But it has to be explained. See, for the kingdom of God suffers violent, but that violent take my force. What that mean? When you start explaining and teaching folk what's going on and what their Bible says, see they never saw it like that. That's why your mindset has to change. The Bible refers to man's relationship to God with these phases. Servant, which is another word for representative or minister. As a government minister, saints, ambassador, sons of God, citizens of heaven, kings, God's workmanship, children of God, and other terms of endearment, <clears throat> endearment, but not officially, are they referred to as Christians? They're not referred to. Christianity was never a term given to us by Jesus Christ, nor the apostles. The term Christians was never to be a title nor label that were, but a lifestyle through how you live that we lived demonstrating the nature of Christ's likeness. In essence, Christians were supposed to be a description of the culture 
of the kingdom being being brought through our lives. This is why the first believers were called Christians by the early observers. We will observe them of their lifestyle, the way they live, their power, their boldness, and their Christ-like authority. So, right or wrong, most unbelievers have a definite idea of what they think a Christian should be. Oh yeah. If we are not careful, we can identify too strongly with their label and fall into the trap of trying to live up to their expectations. And if you notice in the church, if you don't go up to certain people's expectations, they don't even bother with you. They say, they say, they say, you ain't saved. What you doing here? Because you, they want you to come up to their expectations. No, it's what God says. We should stop trying so hard to live like Christians and all of the false assumptions associated with that term and instead work harder at living like sons and daughters of God, brothers and sisters of Christ, and citizens of the kingdom of heaven. That's what we're supposed to be doing. People get tricked up and they feel that they can serve God and serve the devil at the same time. No way, Jose, you cannot. So what happened? He wants a relationship. Listen, and you gotta say religion, not religion, he wants a relationship. So, finally, God's purpose was to establish relationship, not religion. Religion is man's search for God and the kingdom he lost. The kingdom he lost. That's what's wrong with the world now. They didn't search for their kingdom. They flying around, getting all high enough, they what? They, they lost their kingdom. They don't know. The original man and purpose of God was to have a family of sons that he could relate to as a father of his children. This plan was evident from the beginning and expressed more fully in the earthly introduction of the father by Jesus Christ himself. He personally introduced himself. A careful review of the principle set forth in the Holy Scriptures, which is the constitution of the kingdom, will reveal that this constant desire for personal and intimate relationship and fellowship that God desire with all mankind, that's what he wants from us. Mm. Not with... Not with the church, because we are the church. Amen. We're supposed to do what's right. Mm -hmm. All of his actions throughout history were extensions of himself to us, talking about Christ. As he desired to tabernacle or dwell with man, he ultimately 
His ultimate goal was always to restore, always to restore his original place with mankind. He constantly, if you notice, if you ever see God, if you will ever see God through scripture, through prayer, or worship, it, it ain't no, really no stopping. Because you find yourself wanting more. You find yourself wanting more. God, God tell me more. Mm -hmm. Or give me a, a, a clear understanding of what you're saying. And then God will do that. Then he give you some more information. And when he give you the information, and he know that you're going to search it, because that's what he wants. He says, search these scriptures. He says, learn of me. However, much more personal can get one. Get one. Get one out. Now, this is the truth. Behind Jesus' parable of the prodigal son, where a young man took his inheritance earthly, left home, and wasted his fortune in ungodly living. Later on, destitute of hunger and reduced to feeding pigs in his life. He decided to return home, hoping to be received by his father simply as a hired servant. He was never a servant. He was a prince. Mm -hmm. Upon his arrival, however, his father greeted him with joy and opened his arms and restored him to his rightful place in the family. That's one thing about God. He's going to restore you to the place where he want to put you at. Hallelujah. And a lot of times we don't realize, we say, I hear people say, well, I, you know, I left God, I backslide. And then, well, do I got to go through all that I went through? No, well, when he was with God, wherever you left him at, is where he picked you back up at. Amen. Oh, yeah. But I ain't got to go through all that. No, you repent. Repent is so important. It's a constantly, it's a constantly yearning because we were born in sin. We were shaped in iniquity. You know, so let's look at this. Let's go to Luke 15. Am I taking too long? Okay. 11, 24. Talk about this prodigal son. Mm -hmm. A certain man had two sons. Mm -hmm. And the younger of them said to his father, mm -hmm. Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. No, no, get my money. Look, I've been here long enough. <laughs> I'm grown now, Jack. <laughs> give me my service. Give me my money. Give me my service back. I've been I've been with you since I was born. Now I'm above age now. I need my duckies. I want to go out there. I want to see what's happening down on Columbia Avenue. I want to go over to Gogo Joints. I want to strip. They said they be having a ball with the pole. How you know about the pole? Well, that's what I heard. I want to go down and get my money. Please get my money. I'm going where the rump shakers at. That's where I'm going. I'm loaded, Jack. And he went on. What happened? And he divided unto them his living. Mm -hmm. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together mm -hmm. and took his journey into a far country. Now look, he got his money. Now he's leaving. He got his money. He's leaving. Uh huh. And there wasted his substance with riotous living. He did what? He wasted his substance. He wasted his substance with riotous living. He was going on he stuff he ain't never done before. He was doing it. He learned all kind of dances. <laughs> he was drinking all kind of fluff and everything. Up jumped the devil, jack of ripples. He was doing everything. 
But the long, long, look, each time he was drinking, he'd buy everybody to drink, didn't realize he was losing his money. His inheritance was gone. Isn't that amazing? That, that you, you, the devil had you so you drink and smoke and get high and never put, go get no food. <laughs> Think about it. Yeah, all y'all explained that before. Yeah, I mean, you be going, I'm going to do hundred, but later on, when the munchies hit you, you be telling them, I'm hungry, I ain't got no money in my day. He even gave it all away. And they said, look, all that he had was gone. I was saying, wow, the boy was loaded. And people know when you got money. Well, yes, they do. They can smile and watch it. You take a fifty dollar bill. And say, oh, he got what? Oh, I'll shut. I want to hang around a little, a little longer. And that's what folks do. They want what you got. Uh huh. And he spent all. He spent all he had. And when he had spent all, mm -hmm. there arose a mighty famine in the land, mm -hmm. and he began to be in want. He began to be in want. But he wasn't that before. But just his money. Read. And he went and joined himself to a citizen mm -hmm. of that country. Come on. And he sent him into his field to feed swine. Now, he gave him a job. He's a Jew. They don't mess with, with, with pigs. They don't mess with that stuff. But he was so hungry. He went out there into the field to feed. And? And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk mm. that the swine did eat. Yeah, listen, the swine was just eating that slop. It was so good to them, he looked at it, he was hungry, he was down there eating the same stuff. Certain things happen in your life till you have to come to yourself and realize your true identity, who you are. Uh-huh. And when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants mm. of my father's mm -hmm. have bread enough to eat and to spare? Mm -hmm. And I perish with hunger? He said, I'm perishing hunger. The servants back there, they're eating barbecue chicken, stuffed chicken, they're eating fried chicken, collard green, they're cornbread. They're just having themselves a ball. And I'm sitting up eating this hog slop. Something wrong with me. And that's where the devil gets you so tricked up. You don't know if you want to salute or sit down. Uh huh. I will arise and go to my father. Mm -hmm. And will say unto him, mm -hmm. Father, mm -hmm. I have sinned against heaven and before thee. Mm -hmm. And am no more worthy to be called thy son. You hear what he's saying? He's saying, look, I'm not even worthy for you to be my father. Because I left you. I went on off. And did my thing. But the father loved his son. Uh-huh. Make me as one of thy hired servants. Mm, mm, mm. And he arose and came to his father. Mm -hmm. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him mm -hmm. and had compassion. Mm -hmm. And ran. Mm -hmm. And fell on his neck and kissed him. And kissed him because he missed his son. He, he wasn't looking at what he'd done. He didn't look at you know what he gave him. It was gone. He broke. He was coming back stinking, messed up, toe up from the floor up. But he remembered. Listen, how his father treated him. He came to himself, and and the son said unto him, Father, mm -hmm. I have sinned against heaven mm -hmm. and in thy sight. 
and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Mm, 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 mm -hmm. But the father said to his servants, what he say? Bring forth the best robe. Good God Almighty. Strap him up, uh-huh. And put it on him. Mm -hmm. And put a ring on his hand. My, my, my. And shoes on his feet. Good God, we could fixing him up. Because see, when he gave you a ring inside, he used to plant to you again. <laughs> I'm going to restore my son. That's what he's saying. I'm going to restore him because he missed him. He loved him. He, what he was saying, nobody's perfect. Mm -hmm. Nobody's perfect. He messed up, but he found something. But it's always the other one, the other son, okay. or the other, the other folk. Missing. What we say? And bring? And bring hither the fatted calf. The fat, a fat one, too. Bring me a fat calf. We're going to roast these jokes. We're going to tear his tail up. Hello, somebody. We're going to grow. We're going to throw down tonight. My son going to be clean with his robe on, his ring, and his new shoes. And he's going to sit up here and we're going to eat on this calf. Oh, yeah. And we're going to be married. <laughs> and that's what the father does. Uh huh. And kill it. And let us eat and be married. You better kill it. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Uh huh. For this, my son was dead. Yes. And is alive again. Mm -hmm. He was lost and mm -hmm. is found. And they began to be merry. Now, you see the compassion the father had? Yeah, this is my son was dead. And is alive again. Again. He was lost. He was lost. And he is found because he came back. And they began to be merry. In other words, they got their party on. Hello, somebody. Amen. I see folks now, they come back to church. We go, oh, they been there. They, been there. Hey, they keep on going. Look at, don't do that. Show much love. Amen. Well, they was with us. They would have never left. Well, the devil got a hold of them. And that's why you got to fight the good fight of faith, people of God. Amen. Amen. You think the devil, that ain't the only one to attack. He tells y'all too. Yes, he do. So, the father wanted his son back, not a servant. That's the way God is also. He wants sons, not servants or subjects. He wants citizens, not Christians. He wants relationships, not religion. I hope this far, this message has helped you. I hope that you learned something from it. Amen. I hope that you grow by it and understand what the kingdom of God is really all about. And since when you're in the kingdom of God, you got to stay in your heavenly place. It's easy to fall out of high chair. Can I get a witness? Amen. Stay up there. Hold on. You got to put a helmet on and seat belt. Just stay there. Amen. Hello, somebody. Amen. So it's important to understand that because the devil always try to knock you out of the what? Your high place. So, be blessed. And remember what God has started in you before. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you for this time and space. We thank you for your word. Let us seek down in our hearts and our minds in Christ's name. We pray with thanksgiving. Thank God. Amen. Amen.